I could not let my son sit between these two incredible science fair projects with a failure of a science fair project. So I took the, the bottle cap and I went over to the water fountain and I put in some water. And I put that into the, to the terrarium and leaned back at the outstanding. It worked. <laughs> Good job, Dad. And that afternoon, Phil came roaring home, all excited, because he had won the school science fair project. He had won. He had you won. had won, Harry. Cheater. <laughs> I had won the school sixth grade science fair project. Now, one other kid in this neighborhood does chores. You're going to get in trouble, Murtaugh. Hey, Mom, can we get some meatloaf? He started it. Mom. Mom. What? Shut up. What is the matter with you? I know it's a school night, so we're just going to get right down to it. Hi, this is Harry H. Harrison Jr., and welcome to another edition of Fearless Parenting. Today is a uh, we're going to have an interesting subject. It's built around uh, uh, doing homework for your child. Homework for your child. Yes. Okay. And discussing <laughs> discuss, discuss, entering our discussion will be Sarah Crilly. Hey who, everyone. Who is famous for raising starfish? <laughs> yes. You might have to a recap Starbucks. the starfish. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to go through for the audience. Right. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. Yeah. And Kristen Marin, who. Yes, hello. Who's uh, still a new mom. Yep, yep, still figuring it out. And we are making clear to her the, the, the hell that awaits. and uh, <laughs> The joys of parenting. The joys of parenting. And, of course, we have childless, godless, brideless, homeless Zach, who... I'm afraid one day it's going to be like, jobless, get out. <laughs> <laughs> who incre- We can't do this podcast without him, so what a weird world. So uh, anyway, so we're discussing developing grit in your child. Developing yeah. grit in your child. So we've talked about before on this show a couple we've, of times. We've talked about it a couple of times. And you know, where does it begin, Zach? Where does it begin? Where does it begin? That's a big question. Where does a failure or the or the success begin in developing grit with your child? And right. I think it's homework. 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 Because okay. parents want their kids to be happy. Doing homework does not make them happy, but not turning in their homework or failing the homework does not make the parents happy. So parents will do the homework for the kids, Hmm. teaching them that mom, or in Sarah's unique case, Echo. (laughs) Amazon Echo. Oh, no. Or Alexa can do the homework. So, So, okay. Wait, I, so I want to hear from Sarah because she's kind of at the cusp of where Caleb's just starting to get homework now, and and you're kind of at the point where you're starting to help him out. It's it's getting a little more difficult. And recently, you've posted some Instagram stories of you and him doing his homework together. So when when did the homework? Is this the first year that you guys have started that? No, no. So we, I was like one of those very productive moms since preschool with Caleb. They were sending him home homework in preschool. In preschool homework? Yes, yes, mm. like color shapes and all of it, right? So I was really excited and gung-ho about the homework from pretty much day one, though, as, you know, kindergarten came, first grade came, and now second grade, it started to kind of dwindle off because the homework just turned into colors and shapes into packets and packets and packets. And recently, this year, with second grade, because it depends on what homework teacher or what teacher you get, so did they he get didn't homework? have homework. He didn't get homework for the first half of the year this year. Do they get it over the summer before they start? No. Okay. No. Um, so it, it's kind of been a, a stop and start. So homework just in preschool, homework in kindergarten. 
what was recommended. Homework in first grade, but no homework in second grade. No homework in second grade. They have recently now implemented homework for the second half of the year. So his teacher was saying, hey, I just want to get them kind of familiar with the material and get ready, kids, because you're going to have a lot of homework for the second half of the year. The teacher last year, it was homework. It was a packet every night. And so we'd get home. You know, I get off of work around 5. And to be able to, like, feed your child and get the homework done is very stressful. Well, so it's probably exhausting for you because you're like, great, yeah. now I have to do homework. So it was less about teaching your child and then to just doing it for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and to this point, now that he's in second grade, I've got to catch up with this. He's smarter than I am. So it's more about the developing grit than just doing it for them. But I've had to ask Alexa for help on this homework because it's intense. They're doing <laughs> multiplication tables. Mommy doesn't know multiplication tables. Are you kidding me? I'm, like, behind the scenes doing my calculator when he needs to learn at longhand so um i know i'm just kind of dumping here this is event <laughs> session but homework is intense and stressful so we've had like a free ride for the first couple of months with second grade but now just, we're back just to, to point out once again um we're talking starfishes in second grade starfishes is in second grade and mom is collapsing over mom the is collapsing. pressure of the homework but i do i mean it was tears the first night of him getting back into the groove of homework okay sweetie pie you oh. know we're gonna do this we're gonna meant. do this together no uh, for mommy tears yes there was also was mommy, mommy tears, tears? <laughs> but i'm i'm trying to make it a game and make it fun and try to get am i doing all the wrong things harry <laughs> well you know if you were if he was a high school sophomore and you're trying to make it a game yeah what's what the reason we're discussing this is that there have been several articles lately about um parents doing their kids homework mm -hmm. and uh it starts out helping mm -hmm. but then it becomes one of doing and the impact of that on on classes and teachers know when parents have done homework um and what happens when as a child gets older and mama's not there and so what are we what are we teaching our kids and the purpose of the show, I mean, the name of the show is called Fearless Parenting. So what are we, how are we, are we preparing our kids for the adult world if we're doing the homework for them? So that's, that, that's why we're discussing it. And so it's about, m most experts agree that, that the more things we do for our kids that they should be doing for themselves, the less they are learning the, the life issues of, Developing grit, developing perseverance, overcoming failure, um, uh, and more. They're learning. Um, hey, I'm entitled to a good grade. Mm -hmm. So that's that. That's why we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. So is Starfish to the point that he comes home and he he knows homework is his responsibility, or are we still having to be like, okay, we're designated a time, we're going to sit down together and do I've this? I've experimented with this one. I'm so glad you asked. So I'll give him a choice. Hey, do you want to have free time or get homework out of the way? And more often times than not, he wants to get homework out of the way. Mm -hmm. And so how she's divided it up is 20 minutes of reading, you know, math. You have the entire packet for the entire week. So we're doing more in the beginning of the week instead of letting it dwindle off. That's kind of a challenge in itself, giving them the idea of time management because it's like, you could do it all on Friday. Or <laughs> You start to learn what kind of kid you have going yeah. back to the grit of in the responsibility that they have on themselves. So it's been interesting because some days he'll come home and he just wants to veg out on the couch and watch Netflix, timed, not the whole night. But <laughs> <laughs> Make that very clear. <laughs> but, you know, so it kind of depends on the day. Obviously, we're not talking about um, taking a second grader and throwing him in his room and, and don't come out to your homework stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but what we are talking about is what starts off as, as – this is good quality parenting time 
helping them with their homework, asking Alexa to help him with his homework, <laughs> if it's math or science. Just to check the math problems. It is kind of addicting to do that. Hey, Alexa, what's <laughs> this times this? And then she'll chirp in after he's finished it. But I did catch him asking Alexa before he solved mm. the problem, though you have to write out longhand the problem. So yeah, I was able to, to catch it. But I heard his little voice, Alexa, what is 17 <laughs> times 25? So um, <laughs> when, when, my, when my son Field was um, in sixth grade, Sixth grade. He had a science fair project. So I'm telling this story so people understand that um, just because I have a podcast show and I've written books about raising parents, that there are one or two things I've done wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them was this science fair project. Um, I'm not sure what I was... He was given a list of of things he could do in science fair projects. And I looked at that list and I thought, I looked at the list and I thought, well, this is too hard. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I had been watching the Today Show curiously, and that morning they had great ideas for science fair projects. And one of their ideas was a terrarium where you create a rainforest and you, you, you get a lot of twigs and leaves and stuff, and you enclose it and, and you put some, um, a, a bottle cap down and you enclose it, and somehow uh, things will uh, will turn into vapor as it comes up. The gas comes up, it turns into liquid, and falls back down into the bottle cap as water. Evaporation, Evaporation condensation, yeah. precipitation. Yeah, all those words. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what I was supposed to teach. So um, um, I said, we can, we, we can knock this out. So I bought a terrarium. And got a bunch of dead leaves and a bunch of grass, and, <laughs> and maybe oh, I even. Well, I, don't, I don't think it works with dead items. <laughs> Had you filled him in at this one. point <laughs> that we were doing the science fair project? That was my question. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he knew what we were doing. Now he was in sixth grade, and he was grateful for the help. <laughs> Banana peel. I looked at what what kind of gar. You know what kind it of sounds more like a compost. <laughs> well, it kind of was, and the theory being that compost would oxidize and all those words you tossed out. So. I had the I had the I had the thing the terrarium sealed, and we were taking we took it to the to the day of the science fair. I, he and I took it up to the lunchroom of the school, and so I'm setting this thing up and I'm looking over to the left, and here's uh, uh, an Asian kid building a nuclear reactor, and I'm like wow, <laughs> wow, and then the, over Just here, like <laughs> over here, <laughs> some kid was doing the genome project, and I've got. I've got this stupid terrarium. You got dirt. <laughs> you got <laughs> worse. Dirt in a glass bottle. <laughs> worse. There was no water. It had not worked. Oh no. <laughs> it had failed. And I had even put in a purple dinosaur to make it like, you know, the beginnings of the world. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I've got this This idiot. was all dad's idea. Right. I've got this it was today's show. So I've got this terrarium that's sitting between Two of the most amazing science fair projects I've ever seen. <laughs> and at least I was gratified that there was an Asian dad over here and there was another dad over here. But there was no water. So I could not let my son sit between these two incredible science fair projects with a failure of a science fair project. So I took the, the bottle cap and I went over to the water fountain and I put in some water. And I put that into the, to the terrarium and leaned back at the outstanding. 
It worked. <laughs> Good job, Dad. And that afternoon, Phil came roaring home, all excited, because he had won the school science project. He had won. He had you won. had won, Harry. Cheater. <laughs> I had won the school sixth grade science fair project. I beat out the human genome project <laughs> and, the, and the nuclear reactor. And so I was incredulous. <laughs> I like how you say I. Like, it's always your project. You're taking was, complete ownership over it. Yes, I did. <laughs> but I suddenly gave it to him since he won. <laughs> so we had to have a – and you had to pick up the science for our project. As it is, you couldn't touch anything. And they somehow marked it, and you're supposed to carry it to Plano where the region – the regional science fair project was being held. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, my God, what if he wins? <laughs> with, a, with a bottle cap of water I got in the lunchroom. <laughs> so uh, we had to have a talk about honor <laughs> and cheating. <laughs> and he thought it was hysterical. And I was going, oh, what kind of father am I? I've taught him. So did you drop out of the regionals? What no. happened? <laughs> I prayed that he would lose. <laughs> And he did. And your prayers were <laughs> and answered. My prayers were answered because it was just a dumb terrarium with a purple dinosaur and some manufactured water. So what you're saying is asking Alexa the answer to the multiplication problems is a slippery slope <laughs> to winning a science fair project for your child. It goes straight downhill. Yeah, I mean, you're, so you're helping your your second grader with his homework, and now you're cheating on, okay. the, on the regional science. So fair. I need to stop asking for the answers of Caleb's homework, and that, he knows let, mommy isn't very good at math. So, and that was where I was kind of faking it, like, hey, you know, we can do math. That's going to be awesome. And then, you know, I'm struggling and he's getting it real quick. How honest should you be with your child about your own capabilities? Oh, I told the boys I knew nothing. It was was understood as they got They model their lives off of their parents, right? it's very quick that, like, the homework becomes overwhelming for the parent, especially because you haven't done it in so long. That's why they have that show, like, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Well, if I'm in a fifth grade and I'm studying this stuff every day. Those fifth graders know stuff. Well, if you're in fifth grade (laughs) and you're studying that stuff every day, it's top of mind. But, you know, 15, 20, 30 years out. You don't remember, you know, so you lose some of it if, if you don't keep it in practice. And so, yeah, you're not going to be as as quick as your children. So just to be clear here, we're talking about how parents need to get educated to help their kids with their homework <laughs> when in reality it should be up to the kids. So the uh, you're doing uh, – of course you want to help your second grader and, and teach him good study habits and, and teach him uh, – um, to like to do his homework first thing when he gets home uh, from school. It's when we start crossing the line like I did <laughs> to, to doing his homework for him and um, maybe maybe adding a little bit of water to the bottle cap. <laughs> when, when you looked at the science fair list and you were like, these projects are too hard, what was your fear? Was your fear that he was going to fail, that he couldn't even come up with one? Like, yes. why did you step in in the first place? Well, because he's a boy. And sixth graders, you know, it's like he had obviously had three weeks to do this, and now it was it was forty eight hours before, <laughs> and uh, the only way to get this done was to step in. Mm-hmm. So we had obviously had not done a great job of teaching him about prioritization, <laughs> how to set priorities, how to get organized, how to do things. On th- my bad. Um, so 
but I think what I did was pretty typical of what a lot of parents resort to when it's obvious their kids have not done their homework or mm-hmm. have, have not started the book report. When, when um, um, my son was a high school senior and he was the president of the class and he was supposed to be giving a speech at commencement and the English teacher called and said, um, yeah, Field won't be giving a speech. And my wife went, what? And she said, yeah, in fact, he won't be graduating. <laughs> he has not turned in a book report all year. So um, um, at that point, my wife, who's a, a teacher, went into mom drive and, and threw everybody out of the house, dragged her son to Half Price Books, got three books, talked him up on caffeine. And <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this all tonight. All right. three books. All three books it. we are reading, <laughs> reporting. <laughs> wow. And he graduated. And he graduated. <laughs> he graduated. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> so that's the fear of every parent. If I don't step in, uh-huh. nothing will happen. But it goes back to us teaching our kids at an early age uh, to do their homework. Yeah. And what teachers are seeing is that um, – the kids aren't organized. They, they a lot of times, just put stuff in their backpack and forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know the dates that's supposed to be done. Um, so what are they learning when we do their homework for them? And that's Sarah, the can you provide any insight on, like, when Caleb was younger, when he was in preschool or kindergarten, mm-hmm. um, do the teachers, you know, send any sort of something home to the parents that's like, you know, s- skills to teach them on how to – you know what they what you should be asking them for at the end of the day or just to kind of get in those habits do they did the teachers help with that very thorough and even some of the homework will have a note to parents to the, that they can read they come out as beautiful colorful artwork basically <laughs> where you know it's not just pen and paper anymore it's apps it's all kinds of things technology's on your side um, you know, I can text Caleb's teacher and they've always you know fortunately we've had great teachers so that mm-hmm. are very involved in the parents' role in children and their homework. You know, three different uh, parent-teacher conferences a year. Even in preschool, we were doing parent-teacher conferences. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're very active and involved, and I think that there's there's benefit to it because you want to know, hey, how was your day, honey? What's really going on behind the scenes? For us, it's been a lot of social issues and not as much homework. I mean, now that we're in the groove and routine again about homework, you know, he is very conscious about what the kids think about him and other things. So homework is a great door opener to start having other conversations with your kids, um, sure. just to add that on there. But the parents and, you know, the parent-teacher relationship is very important. And It absolutely is. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to knock that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's where where I think parents get in trouble. Okay, there, there's several areas. A, they have no relationship with the teacher. They, they have no idea what's going on with their kids. Mm-hmm. And um, hilarity ensues <laughs> in terms of notes and bad well, grades and what you're saying, Sarah, is that's as simple as just opening your child's backpack to find open, out what's going absolutely on. Absolutely, opening their backpack and, you know, making sure your child isn't hiding that they had homework. Right. <laughs> but, you know, there's uh, ways that they, they get really creative sometimes that they don't want to do it. My, my <laughs> wife made a lot of money opening kids' backpacks because her parents would, would bring him to our house and say, he's so disorganized. He's so, uh, I, I can't handle it. And so Melissa would take boys, generally boys, backpacks and unpack them and find lunches, oh, <laughs> <gross>. find, find <laughs> notes from the teacher that hadn't been taken to the parents, uh-huh. find notes from the parents that haven't been given to the teachers, find overdue library books. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it's, 
It was as mysterious as a woman's purse on the inside. <laughs> well, I think like general responsibility seems like something that's very difficult to teach because most of us just think of it as an innate thing. And we don't necessarily recall how we learned personal responsibility ourselves. So when you become a parent, how do you start to teach responsibility? Well, you, st- you start, and actually Sarah's doing a lot of things, right? You start by, by uh, um, in terms of homework, in term- well, this is big homework. You set a time to do it, and you certainly guide them. Um, it's, it's, but it's a fine line between guiding them and assisting them and doing it. Mm-hmm. Is and it is it like habit and repetition and then it just becomes innate? Sure. It's one of those things where if you start young, then in terms of you're responsible for this, I will I will uh, sit here while you do it, but you're responsible for this. Mm-hmm. And as parents, we're, we're afraid they're going to fail. They're going to fail. They're going to cry. We're going to be, we'll cry because we're terrible parents because <laughs> we let our kids fail. And what we forget is that First grade is a perfect time to fail, <laughs> turning in your homework. That's 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 how you, how you learn lessons. Mm-hmm. But um, oh my God, if if he fails, if he doesn't turn in this homework, college is out. He'll he'll never amount to anything. So as a as as a recovering parent, <laughs> uh, I understand the fear that parents have is that that if, if if they don't do it, their kids won't do it, and it'll never get done, and then they won't graduate, and they won't go to college, and they'll be unhappy losers the rest of their life Mm -hmm. and it all comes back to their first grade homework assignment i know it's been a long time since you had to do homework with uh kids but do do you remember what that relationship looked like sure what it looked like was sitting down at the kitchen table and generally with the new york times and saying we'll get up and this is done and they would ask questions how much is six and six (laughs) or they would ask questions 36 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time six. We're on multiplication. Time plus, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, but I, we have to know them by memory now. I would sit with That's them, or, or their mother would, and we'd make sure they read, and we'd make sure that they, the, the assignments were done, except in 12th grade where we trusted our son to buy the books and, and do the book reports. But by the senior year, you kind of assume they've, they've, they've picked up res- that responsibility and that organization, that priority thing. Mm-hmm. That's a wrong thing to assume. <laughs> but it's real hard as a parent, I understand, to, to let them get a bad grade, to knowingly let them get a bad grade, to knowingly know they're going to come home in tears because they'll have an F or, or have whatever the letter grade is. Uh, so we're hardwired to prevent that. So that's why we step in. Mm-hmm. Is we, we want them to be happy. And if they're happy, we're happy. And it's a real art learning. They can be unhappy. And you can still be happy. Mm-hmm. But it's a hard thing for parents to understand. Because we, as, as my wife says, you're, a, you're as happy as your unhappiest child. Mm. You said something very key there when you were painting the image of the kitchen table. So you're sitting there not breathing over their neck but you're reading the New York Times right. instead of just sitting there glaring at them, waiting for them to finish them. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> you're doing on, your on. own thing yeah. for them to do their homework on their own, but they're, you're there to assist them if they ask for it? Or I'm there to make sure they do it. Make sure they do it. <laughs> That's what, and to, to get them... A, a supervisor, but not a micromanager. Right, right. We're here doing homework. 
I um, think that's good because it is kind of like when you're sitting there watching them, it's so easy to say, oh, you know, and you're pointing things out where they're not <laughs> able to fend for themselves. So maybe I will open up, you know. Well, you know, and so you learn, say, well, <laughs> that's well, a lot of pressure. That's helpful. <laughs> Mom, you're breathing down my neck. <laughs> it oh. smells like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, 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 it's easy to, to assume control. So, so that's why I would have another book, another, another activity for right, yourself for me that's to do. Yeah. But, but that. then I would start telling them what my, in your case, double check that. Are you done? Have you double check? Have you, have you checked the spelling? Mm-hmm. Okay, because you're turning this in. Okay, let me go back and look at it. Um, so that's how that's how we did it. Mm-hmm. Was uh, we had definite study times, no TV uh, before homework, because of soccer practice. Sometimes it would be uh, you have to go to soccer practice, then come home, eat dinner, and now you're doing homework mm-hmm. for the rest of the night. Um, but it's 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 this is where parents can start building. Their kids, teaching them responsibility, teaching them um, um, uh, you can study real hard and you can do still do miserable. Mm-hmm. But then you have to come back and study hard again. And that's that's the lesson that isn't being taught today. I'm afraid that sometimes you can try real hard. You can do all the you can do all the right things, and you get a D or C. And if if a, a kid grows up thinking, well, if I just try, I'll get a great grade and things. No. The world doesn't care if you try it. The world cares if it's good. <laughs> Harry, you talked about how, you know, at, at some point you kind of have to let your child fail. Does that ever become easier over time or is it is it ever something that's easier to identify over time? Maybe like, hmm, this might be a good learning lesson. Let's see how he, how and let it play out. Some Yes, kind of. In 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 the in in, in the terms that uh, there's less consequences failing when they're six years old, seven years old, eight years old than mm-hmm. if there's they're seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. So the consequences are less severe. Um, but a lot of times, a lot of times, I would lean back and go, "Well, let's just turn that paper in." So fail early, fail yeah. often. <laughs> fail early, <laughs> fail often, and and come back trying harder. Yeah. Come back studying, not 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Come back and actually read the chapter. Then reread it. Then reread it again. Uh, I didn't really develop study habits until college. Mm-hmm. Um, when I learned the importance of like r- reading a chapter again or doing the, doing the math problems again and again until I understood it. And that's how parents can have a real influence is teach them good study habits. Teach them how to organize. Teach them how to well, – what's important here? Plan – playing on your computer or doing your homework because mm-hmm. a lot of kids get to college and go what's important here doing the term paper or going out drinking <laughs> with with my fraternity so that you know childhood is when you, is when you can like zach had said in previous you can mold their brain you can fill it with the information you want them to know mm-hmm. but you don't have to do the, the homework for them but by all means make sure they're doing it and, and, and until you're ready to go, okay, you're going to have homework, fine. But if you if you taught them early the study habits, and that's the whole that's the whole trick to parenting, is everything you want them to be doing when they're 17, have them start doing when they're four. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where um, parents get into problems. 
If I could go back for that first couple months where the teacher didn't assign homework, I would have done a little bit. I mean, we were doing reading, but just to keep him up with it so it wouldn't have been that emotional trauma. Right. So it's not going from nothing to all of a sudden having yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I think just to what he's saying, you know, keep it consistent and instill that responsibility on them and keep it going. So start with baby will now. Just getting into a habit of doing something that maybe he doesn't want to do. <laughs> well, that's, that's the whole idea. Yes. Yeah. Is, is one of the early signs of adulthood is being able to, to do things when you don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to do things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them. Mm-hmm. And that if you don't know how to do that, by the time you get to college, you're going to fail out of college. Yeah. So did your parents help you with your homework? Um, gosh, I, I like have a terrible memory. <laughs> I feel like I don't remember my childhood at all. Um, There's a blank. I, I think so. I, I think they helped me. But I, I know that very quickly it, it was like my parents couldn't help me with my homework because my classes were too hard and they were like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, figure it. Neither of my parents went to college. So like we were definitely, me and my brother were the first ones to go to college. And so just our, our learning curve was much more advanced than theirs to begin with. So they didn't, they weren't able to help us with our homework very long. What about your parents? There was a time that my dad paid me to do homework. Whatever works. <laughs> no, it was, it's a funny story. Um, he would give me a penny for each problem I was doing and so then I would you know go buy a gumball or something but he would give me a penny for each right answer or something like that reward and it was kind system. of this cute little reward system but I'm like dad do you remember when you used to pay me to do my homework and he's like <laughs> funny I don't remember that and I'm like no I remember you had a giant change bar you know and it was, did it work I it mean, did <laughs> hey I have a great work ethic now so it's you know so we're talking funny. we're talking about grit and you had you had brought up um Chinese children's books Versus yeah. American children books, which is so fascinating. Yeah, so I, I recently heard about this study done, and they were comparing the lessons learned in um, different children's books o- over um, a, a number of countries. And what they found is that the lessons that are taught in Chinese children's books tend to be more focused around the idea of effort, hmm. whereas lessons, a common theme among U.S. children's books, is just about the child being happy. And, you know, having friends or receiving an award at the end of the book or or being named like the number one person. Um, So so the fact that those two themes are so different is kind of eye opening when you look at the statistics between how well Chinese school children do compared to U.S. school children. And maybe, you know, there's a correlation there between the lessons that they're learning as young children when they're reading these books and then those lessons carrying over into their schoolwork. You know, one of the things I, I, I talk about is how there's a, uh, um, a standardized test given to 15-year-olds in 72 developed countries. It's called the PISA, the Program for International Student Assessment. And the last year, a year ago, the United States out of 72 developing countries came in 40th in science. Out of 72. Out of 72. Yeah. We didn't even crack the top half. No. And we came in like 23rd in math. And we were beaten out by countries like Estonia, Slovakia, Vietnam. I mean, that's – and I blame the parents for that because if, if, if we're not teaching our kids how to study, if we're not – if we haven't developed in them the, the desire to achieve, so we get 40th in science. Mm-hmm. So that, that's – it's up to the parents to teach their kids grit. 
So start ordering Chinese children's books on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) And learn how to read them. (laughs) And learn how to read them. So um, uh, the real takeaways from this are are homework is more important than than parents realize, not just because it's, it's, it's teaching your kids something. It's a time when you can sit down with your child. And it, it, it's, it's, you know, we talk about parenting moments. And how does a working mother spend time with her kid? Quality time. Well, sitting down with them, helping them with their homework, teaching them, teaching them how to do their homework, teaching them study skills, um, and doing that nightly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an invaluable, absolutely invaluable time that the, that, that the kids can learn. Oh, maybe this is what I should do. This is, Mom said I need to try harder. Um, um, so, so it's important to teach your kid uh, study skills. It's important to develop, to teach them discipline, the discipline of sitting down and doing it before they do anything else. We talked about it in a previous show how um, kids today have time for two extracurricular activities. And if they're playing sports, they have time for one extracurricular activity. And uh, a computer uh, uh, is an activity. So, so you want to be able to, you want to teach them that uh, what's important, where they can prioritize. You want to, you want to spend that t- quality time with them, and you want to teach them that uh, their first effort may not be good enough. Um, and you want to have the the the, the self discipline to look at something that's terrible, like a, a failed science fair project, <laughs> and not get involved because again, if so. What would have changed in his life if he had, if he had failed, <laughs> if he had gotten an F on a science fair project? Not a thing. But uh, it made me feel good to know that it, he, that it was done. It made me feel terrible <laughs> that, that he won. On the bright side, you know, maybe you would have never had that conversation about honor. That's, that's probably absolutely true. We, it's, so you can take failed parenting moments like that and turn them, into, <laughs> turn them into lessons. If you could assign us one homework assignment, Harry, what would it be to parents? The one homework assignment would be don't. Yes, well, <laughs> to read this fabulous book, A Thousand One Things Your Kids Should See and Do. Oh, wow. Uh, or else they'll never leave home. So, again, the purpose of our podcast is to raise kids to face the adult world. Um, they don't know how to do the homework, they will not be able to face the adult world. I'm going to read this book. Okay. Thank you, Zach, for another brilliant effort. No problem, Harry. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. Thank, Thank you, Sarah. You. I may write a book report on it and tonight. Write a, yes, write a book report <laughs> on it. And uh, uh, we will talk to you guys later. Bye. Parenting is a production of the Real News Communications Network in collaboration with Harry H. Harrison Jr. This episode was recorded and edited by Matt Stoker and myself, Zach Lewis. Production music courtesy of the Audio Jungle Music Library. To find out more about Harry and his work or to purchase one of his books, visit www.fearlessparenting.com.